And tonight, we welcome back AJT and Forrest to the show for a JRPG special. Welcome, guys. Hey, how's it going? Hey, guys. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back. Thanks for coming. Thanks. Thanks again, guys. Uh, really good to see you guys again. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we've seen you, Forrest. And AJ, it's been about a month since we've seen you. Yeah, about that. So, uh, AJ, what have you been up to, man? Ah, to be honest with you, man, I've been trying to actually sit down and play a bunch of the games that I own, and I've also been kind of consolidating my collection down a little bit. I've uh, been kind of trying to get it. I was sorry, <laughs> apologies. I was uh, very much fo- you know focused on buying anything that looked cool. In the past, I would say month, two months, I've been really slimming it down just to get the stuff I really want to play. So that's what I've been mainly up to. That's yeah, cool. nice. No, I've been doing similar things, so I um, definitely feel you there. Right, yourself, Forrest. What have you been up to since we're seeing you, man? Um, right now, just been working a lot. Um, but other than that, the only game I really been focused on was finishing up Final Fantasy 16, um, doing all the side quests and that. I did do the main story. Um, then also actually had um, a Gran Turismo on the list. I was going back to playing GT uh, Gran Turismo Four. Um, I've actually been meaning to get every car in that game. There's over 600 cars. I, I think I'm at 347. It's been like my, yeah. I, I've always wanted to get every car in one Gran Turismo game. I figure four is my favorite Gran Turismo game. So uh, I've been working on that one. And um, last day I was playing Blacksmith of the Sand Kingdom on PS5. I've been doing the alchemy hunting in that one. So that's what I've been playing recently. Nice, man. That um, Gran Turismo 4 journey sounds tough because... It's I, I put hundreds of hours into that game, and I think I didn't even hit fifty percent. There's some twenty-four <clears throat> hour races that you have to finish. So yeah, there's one where you literally have to like non-stop up for like over a day to play through real time. It's like yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's so crazy. They even put that in the game. To be honest with you, and then this yeah. is before the days of trophies. So like. People didn't have to go for 100%. It was only the real hard no. core. But you they didn't feel bad by the fact that if you finished the game, you know what I mean? Or if you didn't complete it completely, 
You know what I mean? Like today, you got trophies showing otherwise. So, yeah. Yeah, good luck on that, Jody. I'd love to watch if you ever came to stream it one day. I may try to record a couple of – you know what? Dang, you make me challenge myself. I may have to just (laughs) – we'll see what happens. I I can't guarantee anything. We'll see what happens. It'll be a 24-hour stream and it'll be one race. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. That You know what? Just for the hell of it. I might try to plan one day out just to see if I can make that happen. I'm not going to lie. If I get tired, I'll be like, I'm done. I'll just turn the game off and be like, I'm done. <laughs> just crash and blow your car yeah, off. Like, like, oh, well, Let's <laughs> go. How about yourself, Joe? What have you been playing, man? Um, so I finally got my headset back from Sony for my PSVR 2 headset. So, of course, I'm back into the Beat Saber. I'm doing nice. that like every day, but like an hour or two a day. And, uh, Get pretty good at it, man. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm I'm getting pretty good at it, but uh, I'm addicted to that. So I'm gonna keep going with that till the wheels fall off, till I break another headset. Basically, hey, look, it's me saying evening. <laughs> so what was the experience in having to return the PSVR? How long did it take, and how did you mm-hmm. feel the process went? Uh, it wasn't that bad. Uh, I you know I had to call, the hardest part is getting him on the phone. You know you have to sit there for like 45 minutes to an hour to get a human being to even talk to you. So that part's kind of annoying. But once you, once I got them on the phone, it really wasn't that bad. Um, for PSVR 2, it was a little weird because like all the troubleshooting tips the person had were for PSVR 1. So they were completely useless. They're like, okay, check the cables on the box. I'm like, there's no box. What are you talking about? And they're like, oh yeah, this is the new one. Then they were just like, all right, whatever. I was going to send you a box. <laughs> send it to us. I was like, okay. And I sent it to them and they just sent me a refurbished one, you know. No questions asked. It was it was quick and painless for the most part. But I don't think they're going to take the time to actually repair most of them. I just think they just ship you another one for the most part. But it wasn't bad. Um, but I am a little concerned, though, because the one that I got as a replacement, like, twice now, randomly, the left eye has just gone black. And I've had to, like, shut it off, turn it back on, and make it come back on. That's not a good sign. So I might just call them and be like, send me another one that doesn't do that, just because that makes me nervous. I mean, they're very, very expensive. That's the thing. It's if they were like two hundred bucks and they broke, I wouldn't be that upset. But they're five hundred fifty dollars, and uh, that's a lot if they're not working. Like I don't want to buy another one if it breaks. I'll be pissed. So, and you're using it every day too. It's not like you bought it to use it once a month or anything. Correct. I use it every single day for like an hour, and I have to clean it all the time and everything because it's nasty. <laughs> because if you play Beat Saber on Expert Plus, it gets real nasty real quick. Let me tell you. It's but awesome. in terms of um, what Sony should have made, is they should have made the PSVR 2 in terms of the mind of a customer that is going to be using it every day, not someone that will be using it once a month. So, like, you know, mm-hmm. like when they do a car, they want to test it to a million kilometers and things like that. You know, you want to be able to get your thousand, two thousand hours out of this device, not just, you know, 50 <clears throat> hours or 100 hours. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I, just the design of it, I don't know. It's it, You're putting a lot of faith in a USB-C connection. That's all I'm saying. That's like the whole thing runs off that little tiny plug, the entire headset. And I'm just like, all it takes is my dog running by and smashing that thing once. And then either that's broken or the PS5 is broken. And that goes the headset. So I don't know. I feel like it should be a better connection than that. Like I'm like a sturdier, like more reinforced connection at least. I mean, it should be wireless. Let's just be real. But yeah, you know, it is what it is. 
but uh, I love it. I mean, I, I don't want to poo-poo it. I love my, my PSVR too. I play with it all the time. It's awesome. So I've always wanted to get one. I have the space to be able to use one, but hmm. it's a lot of money. And then it's, I have to really consider investing in it if I do. So I just haven't made the, haven't made the plunge yet on it. You got to be enthusiastic about it. And I would also highly suggest if you've never used it before to try out somebody else, if you can, to see if you're one of those people who just gets insane motion sickness. Because I've heard there's just so many people who cannot handle the motion sickness at all. So before you spend $550, that, that's one of the reasons I haven't. Yeah. Because I just, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where if I run across a good deal on one, I'll get it. Even if, even if I get motion sickness, it's, it's a cool thing to have regardless. But whenever that time comes, I'll look into it. There's also like different games that will like more likely give you motion sickness, and then, then like Beat Saber probably won't. But if you're like playing Russian Blood, where you're on a roller coaster, yeah, that probably or like won't. say Resident <laughs> Evil, uh, Resident Evil Eight. So the Resident Evil games, I'd say that more comes down to whether or not you use the click turning or the motion turning. Uh, mm -hmm. If you use the click turning, it's not so bad. But if you use the motion turning, you might have that problem. Gotcha. So I don't know because I don't get it at all. I get no. I've never had that issue. I've never right. had to take Dramamine when I go on boats. I never get seasick. I don't get sick in the car. Yeah, I don't get I've sick never, on boats or anything. I've either. never had any motion sickness problems in my life no. ever. Mm -hmm. So I just I don't know what I don't know what that's like. But uh, I know my aunt. She she gets motion. If I put her if she's in the passenger seat and she's not driving, mm -hmm. she gets sick. She has to drive. So it's it's yeah, yeah. I, don't so know, I, I um I got motion sickness the first time I used PSVR, but I played a game that was in space flying in a spaceship for an hour. That will do it. Actually, you know when I think about it, the only game that actually made me sick when I played it was Need for Speed Underground due to the um, the motion blur in that game being so extremely high. That actually made me sick. <laughs> that, that game actually still makes me sick. I have to like play it very, you know. A little bit at a time because it's the most gotta get, the, so gotta get rivals on PSP, shrink it down, you'll be fine. Mm. <laughs> um, so other than other than that, I have been um, I've been playing Moving Out 2. I don't know if you play Moving Out if you like that game or like Overcooked. Or I've heard like really good things about it, yeah. It's fun, yeah. And I like the first game, so I we picked up the second one. We've been playing that. Um, is it sort of like a management simulator type game? No, not at all. It's literally like a co-op game where you have to move furniture into a truck. Like, so you go into someone's house and there's like all these pieces, like all these items, and you have to load them on the truck, and then you have to do it as fast as you can, and then they'll have like a bunch of challenges where it's like, they're like, don't break stuff, don't use these doors, don't. so it'll be all these little challenges that you can do, and it's like co-op, and uh, it's just like Overcooked where like, you just, you play until you start fighting with each other and then you're like all right that's enough of this game for the day and that's how it, always ends. Time that's how it always ends it's like <laughs> everyone's having fun and all of a sudden everyone's screaming at each other it's like okay well <laughs> let's watch something on tv <laughs> like the video game version of monopoly uh, uh, yeah so uh, that's uh always a good time so <laughs> playing that a lot and then um i'm trying to think what else i'm playing i play some other stuff too but i can't even think of it i play so much crap I got the Steam Deck, bro, so it's all a blur. I've been playing like every Nintendo game on Earth. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, dude. It's been fun. 
I started a new game this week. I started on Friday and I've got 24 hours into it already. <laughs> it's oh. called Starfield. You might have heard of it. Yeah, um, I'm not going to give any spoilers away yeah. if you haven't played it, just FYI. But, um, it's, yeah, I'm 24 it's... hours in and I'm loving it. I'm playing on a PC that was on the lower end of the requirements for the game. It was like basically the lowest graphics card. Um, the game yeah. struggled with um, conversations. So I talk to someone and it takes a second to get the words to come out of their mouth. But the gameplay is really good. Um, I've crashed eight times. I'm keeping track of that. But yeah, overall, like I can't wait to get back in and play it. Like, I'm sacrificing sleep to play it. Just takes me back to 2011 playing Skyrim for the first time. Yeah, absolutely blown away. So if you're on the fence about picking it, it up, it's amazing. It's good to see Microsoft finally has a game out that people are excited about. So oh, sure. I'm happy to hear that. Uh, don't I don't want to give anything away, so it's hard not to talk about it. But like, right? I mean, I'm not saying I may like it, but just in the general sense of people discussing the game, I'm actually pretty pleased with hearing that people are liking it. You know, yeah. the positive um, aspect to a game release for a company that hadn't had in a lot of good releases in a little while. It's good yeah. to see yeah. Starfield has really given some push to Microsoft. We want Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft to all be making great games. Right. At the end of the day, you don't want them all. reason to buy a Series S. I could could say to someone, you should buy a Series S because you can play this and you can have a great experience. Yeah. To to be honest, I'm debating on buying one to play Starfield myself. So. Yeah, there you go. You can get a Series S for under $200 now, I believe. And it's on Game Pass, so you don't really need to buy the game. Yeah. Me personally, I won't get a console, but I'll, I'll play it on my PC. And if you've got a PC, yeah, that's the way to go. And a lot of people who are hardcore into Sony collecting will have PCs as well. So. Yeah, that's really where if I'm going to play a Microsoft game, I'll just play it on PC if I really want to play it. Yeah. I'll just say a few more things because I have talked it up a lot. Like, it's not perfect game. There's a lot of bugs here, getting booted, and like slow loading screens, which is probably my computer. Um, I've noticed like a few locations, a repeat locations. Um, but then when you've got a game that's got a thousand planets, I guess that's expected. But I, overall, like, my experience is absolutely blown out of the water. Mm-hmm. Crazy. It's up yeah. there with um, my experience playing Elden Ring or um, Tears of the Kingdom for the first time, which is crazy. That's cool. So are you, are you sticking to, like, sorry, like the main linear quest? Or are you doing a lot of side quests? Or how are you, how are you handling it? Um, so the way I play RPGs, I don't look anything up. I just do everything myself. Um, I don't do anything in order. I just, if I see something, I'm like, I'm ADHD. Oh, there's a shiny thing over there. I go to that. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. And, yeah. So I, I, I love, um, I love looting. I loved, um, um, rust. So I've like built a base and I just like, <laughs> keep getting all my items and putting them in order and like i love that part of the game i love that in skyrim and like the loot management in this game is insane you can build bases anywhere in any planet like it's it's awesome (laughs) yeah i remember spending hours and hours like arranging all the books and skulls and stuff in my house in skyrim like just hours and hours making it look cool dude (laughs) so i definitely know what you mean like i'm picking up all the books so i can make a a library in my house because yeah, I'm correct. <laughs> yeah, and, I, I, and I'm into collecting, and you know, you have like the different volumes, and I'd be after certain volumes trying to. Fill but it does prove it does prove oh, how 
uh, why it took so long for them to make this game. It's just so much content in it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I like, I, I've played No Man's Sky. Okay, I, I played it when it first came out. But Sky, Starfield just first came out. So I, I feel it's a fair comparison comparing the two games when they first came out. I don't know if No Man's Sky is an amazing game today, but I played it when it first came out. So my experience is that. And the experience I'm getting in Starfield is, like, I, I mentioned a few locations feel similar but no planets feel similar like no moons it will i'm sure but at 25 hours in everything feels new I'm, i keep landing in locations and i keep getting blown away I, I did something yesterday that i've done in other video games before but this was the best experience i ever had doing this one thing i'm not going to say what it was but like it, and i did not expect this one thing to be space in fishing <laughs> but it, it, yeah, that, that, that blew cool. my mind out that <laughs> there's games out there that would just have this one thing in mind and Starfield did it better um, it blew my mind out yeah. so. it, it's great hearing just positive things coming from the community about Starfield considering how well but as the their last few games haven't been reviewed as well as their previous ones it's great to see them going back on track and seeming <clears> to acknowledge <throat> a lot of their uh, issues and faults it's wonderful you know, I like to think that you know, they sat down and said, what are we doing, guys? We're making money, but, you know, everyone hates our last few games. We can make good games. Let's yeah. fuck the release date off. We'll release it when it's finished. You know, if it takes 10 years, it takes 10 years. And I think they started work in 2015, so this game took eight years to make, which, yeah. you know, if you went to the board meeting and said, hey, guys, I want to make a AAA game. It's going to be ready in eight years. They'd be like, out the door, No. We want a game that's ready in two years or 12 yeah. months. That's going to make us money. So the fact that they've actually got a new IP and had the shareholders agree in meetings that we're going to do this and yet we will delay this for you because it's not ready and we'll give you another delay is a great thing for the gaming community moving forward. I hope that um, Activision and you know Ubisoft have meetings and they go, well, Bethesda delayed their game and look how well they're doing. So maybe we should do the same thing and it won't affect their sales as much as we think it will and different things like that. I think there's also been some lessons to be learned from what happened with like Cyberpunk and some of these other games that yeah. even if they recover and they fix stuff and they, and they make things work, that initial out of the gate publicity can be so de devastating. You know, like it's just it, it kills the whole momentum and it can it can kill a whole company, you know, so, you, you know, it's, it's mean, not a, at, the attitude yeah. of release and fix it later. I think that's being questioned a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, I don't think it's role. That game that pretty much killed the whole that company. So oh, these that's are really right. good examples. And it's it's a good thing that uh, they were able to recover Cyberpunk to where it's at now with that animated they released for it as well as. Uh, this DLC expansion looks promising. All the content to fix the game, like you can see it on my shelf over there. Um, that I bought it at launch, and you know, truthfully, truth be told, man, I actually really liked what I played of the game, at least initially at launch. But on my PS5, the game crashed 47 times every 30 minutes, and it and it literally I have the record still of it on my PS5. It's just crazy that game was so buggy, but. Oh, yeah. So I don't have my touch the game until this DLC and all these patches are released. So I'm gonna wait to actually play to you know get the full of full effect of it. So, so I yeah. tried so hard to get into it. I think I played like 30 hours. But now that 
people say that the game's working. I don't actually have the desire to put it back in. I'm, that's my problem here. I keep saying I will, and then I'm like, hey, but it looks like it's just the momentum's gone. But I do yeah. want to play that game. Like, you know, if it works, it looks great. So yeah, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> one for picking up a lot of Western releases. So on um, but... Cyberpunk was released by CG, CD Projekt Red. Today, yeah. what's your guys' thoughts on that company? Because prior to Cyberpunk, I rated them up there with like the best game publishers. Yeah. Make the Witcher, Witcher. It's amazing, man. Prior to prior to picking up Cyberpunk. I had never played a single game from them. So Cyberpunk is the first game I've ever played from them. Yeah. Um, and even, well, because of the RPG elements is the reason I got it. Uh, and and I like all the customizations of the game. I think it's really good. I think they put a lot of work into that. But my issue with the game was just how unstable it was. And plus, I like driving cars. But that's a, that's, that was a secondary. I'm like, RPGs? RPG elements and cars. Hey, that's that's a that's a plus for me. So, I bought it for that reason alone. Believe it or not, my friend always like you always buy a game with cars. Say, hey, if it's got cars in it, I'll buy it. But the RPG and elements, the RPG, are secondary so. thing. yeah. And plus, <laughs> the adding cars to the DLC that's awesome. It makes Final me Fantasy happy. Fifteen your favorite one? <laughs> uh, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> they have the car. It was oh. a joke. <laughs> although, <laughs> although, although, when you got the off-road. Uh, Parts for the vehicle added to it. Yeah, I kind of got a little more excited about it. So, but in regards, um, sorry, let me cut you off. Apologies. No, go ahead, man. Um, in 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 regards to uh, Figsy's uh, question with uh, CD Projekt Red, I had played a little bit of The Witcher Two, and quite a bit of The Witcher Three, and I thought they were a really good company. And to be honest, even with Cyberpunk being fixed, I've lost all trust in them because my mentality is. You know, that game will forever be broken, uh, assuming that you get a day one build of that game. And to me, that level, that's just something that it's going to take a lot of work for them to get back to a point where I can trust them enough to buy their games day one, or even just in general. I so, agree with you. Same as, like, Hello Studios. They can release the best game of all time next. I'm not buying it day one because I bought No Man's Sky day one. Like it doesn't matter what they do, they can't change what they've done in the past. You know, yeah. they have to, they have to now release constant good games for the not just my opinion, but the whole gaming community opinion to change and trust them again. Like Todd Howard was the same. You know, it was memes about Todd Howard releasing games, but like I'm probably going to start trusting the guy again now. <laughs> I have not enough uh, history with them to really be negative towards them. I've learned to look at a silver lining for all game companies, even Hitmaker that released Last Rebellion. That that was such a bad game oh, with, yeah. with outstanding voice acting. Um, I did like the music. I did like the, the game was actually well polished. It wasn't a great game, but I took for what it was worth, and I had a lot of fun with it, even though I hated it at the same time. So I look at everything through a silver glass half full perspective. We lost Frigsy for a minute. Okay. I was probably at his door or something. Technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, no problem. But, uh, so yeah, I mean, like, um, I know where the topic tonight is supposed to be the RPG genre. Um, so I don't know what, uh, why, what will make what attracts you guys to that genre? Like, why don't you let you explain it for yourself? Like, what makes that your favorite genre? 
Um, do you mind if I go first or? Not at yeah, all. you're good, man. All right, cool. All right, thank you. Um, for me personally, there's a lot that attracts me to JRPGs, and it's funny because um, I used to I used to really hate them when I was younger. There was you know all, all the complex uh, things that would go on with them. Um, but as an adult, I love it's the same reason I hated them. It's part of the same reason why I love them now. It's very strategic. It really gets my brain working when I'm having to, you know, number crunch, think about which attacks are most powerful. Uh, the stories. I, I find that a lot of the JRPGs have way better stories than some of the things like Call of Duty and, and whatnot that I played in the past. But one of my biggest things is um, I don't have the best, I don't have the best hand-eye coordination and whatnot. So it's it's way easier for me to get into a JRPG where I can, can I have a better sense of control and I can see and I understand what's going on around me far easier than a game like Assassin's Creed. That's one of the biggest reasons why is because, I think I mentioned this earlier, but um, before the podcast started, but it might take me a long time to do a single mission in a very action-heavy game, like Uncharted. But an RPG, I can spend the same amount of time, get way further, and have way more fun. So that, plus, the music on a lot of these is really good. Really mm. unique situations. I could just go on, so... <laughs> Apologies, I, I couldn't properly vocalize everything, but there you go. No, no, that's, that's a lot of solid points. Uh, what about you, Forrest? So, what got me into the genre actually was a friend of mine in high school. Um, he was not a big fan of Final Fantasy VII. He got the game new. His father bought it for him for his birthday. He gave it to me because he tried it and he just, just couldn't get into it. Um, he lost the case and the art for it. And he gave me Resident Evil 2 at the same time, both right. of which genres he didn't like. So I took them home and I initially played FF7 for the very first time. So he didn't like Final Fantasy 7 or Resident Evil 2? No, he didn't so like that. What an odd duck. <laughs> so I took them home and initially, because I had never experienced that level of gameplay before, because mm. it was coming from someone who played racing games and who played more platform based games uh i didn't realize that there was pre-rendered backgrounds in resident evil 2 and pre-rendered backgrounds in final fantasy 7. Mm -hmm. you had to interact with the environment in certain aspects to know to kind of know what to do so in resident evil 2's case was opening a door you had to push a button i had no idea i walked around that very first corridor that then there's in the street where the fire starts I didn't know what to do, so I never, I didn't have a manual because he didn't have it. And seven was the same way because I didn't know you had to go in push button prompts to attack. And I, I didn't understand what I was doing when you were running around the environment. You didn't, I didn't know where you're supposed okay. to go. So I actually did not like seven initially because I had no idea what to do. Um, it wasn't until a year later when I said, you know what, let me give it another chance. So I sat there with no manual and no, because I didn't have a computer at that time to look up the internet. The internet wasn't that great or very, very old days. infancy back then. Your SOL if you didn't know what to do, dude. Pretty much. <laughs> you get so I took uh, my cousin, time some older brother. Hey, call one eight hundred number. Yeah, they didn't have. If I didn't have a manual, I had no way of calling that either. So one weekend I sat, I sat down, and I I gave the game a chance. I gave Seven a chance, and with patience, perseverance, I was able to understand the game. And to this day, to this very, very day, I still have that original copy of seven my friend gave me. The original disc, I still have them. They're scratched to high hell, but I still have them. 
Um, but what made me get into it afterwards was I realized that was the first game that I actually felt like I experienced some crazy story mm. of a world in peril of a of a group of individuals who had a task to save not only the world, but become friends and become closer together um, through the trials and tribulations that they experienced with the company of Shinra, with the the destruction and the 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 turmoil that Cloud had to experience with his friend back before when he was some part of Soldier, um, Aerith being that character that she was a very positive person who saw through the slums that vegetation can grow in the darkest of places. And so seeing the little bit of things in every character throughout that game and kind of visualizing something that you never got to experience before, especially because for me, never playing that side of, side of RPGs, I actually came out kind of like a revelation. This is a whole new experience. Let me try something new. And I bought Final Fantasy VIII and Final Fantasy IX, and that actually pushed me into that direction of RPGs at that point. So I was really, it was a heart-wrenching experience that I, to this day, still hold dear because seven was that light at the end of the tunnel of something more than just a game. Yeah. It's a, it's a experience that mm -hmm. you can admire and say, Hey, even games can have a movie tie in to something that you can enjoy that you feel like you're a part of. That's how RPGs to me are. It's that experience yeah. in being involved in that world. So that's a really great, great way of putting that's it. Important, and, I, yeah. and I think Final Fantasy VII did really like put like its mark on the map for video game storytelling in general, which took that because that that you know Mario is not going to be the most deepest story in other mm -hmm. RPGs even to that point. Right. But like you said, once we got to that generation and the, the cinematic started getting put in, um, you know, I really do feel like that brought it to another yeah, you, level and looking back on it nowadays you can definitely see they really try to go for that next level experience i mean i gotta say this that cyrus pointed out it's not about what see the the thing about the uh, opinions of, of what specific game you like is one thing but what i mean by seven specifically is it was that push that gave you nine and eight to pick which one you like, because if it wasn't for seven, you would not have eight and nine to be where they are now. And you would not be able to say, well, I like this specific game, in my opinion. You have to give seven the credit it deserves for allowing eight and nine to flourish, to be able to choose those games as your favorite, because seven was the groundwork that allowed eight and nine to exist. So I do have my personal preference, which we'll talk about later. But for right now, seven is that game that gave me that leverage to get into that genre. So I never, even though I have a favorite Final Fantasy, seven will always be the game that gave me the groundwork for RPGs as a whole. I keep that as a, as a reminder for myself. If it was not for this game, 
I would not be where I am right now. First, I almost argue that seven was the catalyst of games that changed the entire genre, like Grand Theft Auto did, or um, certain titles like that. Like after, yeah. after Final Fantasy seven, games tried to be that, took inspiration exactly. from that game, and the JRPG scene absolutely exploded after that. So it's one of those games that not just that it. It sold what fifteen million copies. So how many people's first experience? There's a reason it did because it was just that experience alone that no one got to ever see before. It was just, I mean, yeah, you got to start and finish to uh, to a Mario game. The closest that a Mario RPG ever got to a story that was worth it, you know, but that pushed it to the next level. So for me. Um... My experience is a little bit different. I mean, I'm a little older, and, uh, you know, I started gaming, like, I had, I mean, I started really, like, on the Atari, but, I mean, I couldn't read at that point. So I had RPGs that I played with my brother, but he basically was playing them and telling me what to do, you know? I didn't know what was going on. But then, like, uh, we got, like, the Master System and, you know, the Nintendo. And that's, that's really when I could start to read and, like, play games like that. And back in the day you could get a game and the mileage you would get out of a game really could vary. So your parents could spend $50 in a game for you and bring it home. And you could beat that thing in like an hour and just be yeah. like, well, that's that. You know what I mean? Like, and that could be it. And, and you can keep playing that game over and over and over and over again, which is what we did. We just kept playing the same stack of games over and over and over and over again. So RPGs were just, unbelievable because it was just you know 40 hours 50 hours worth of game time in a game back then and that was just massive so like like i said the mileage i would get out of those games was insane and um i don't know i just uh for me like first off can't talk enough about how good the music is in rpgs oh, that yeah. is like yeah. yeah when i think of video game music I either think of like action games like Mega Man or I think of like RPGs and like all yeah. just amazing soundtracks mm -hmm. from all the games like Secret of Mana and Final Fantasy and all and you know just every you know the list goes on. So that that's a huge thing to me like like I could hear RPG video game music and feel that nostalgia of just remember those games. It, it's just, it's I don't know something about the music in those games is just amazing. Yeah. And then um it was the only genre ever, like where I gave a damn about any video game characters. Yeah. So every other video game, it's like there's a story, and it's like you're this guy, and you're saving X village or the princess or whatever, or the human race from the aliens. Sure, whatever. I don't care. Start, 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 start. Let's go. I want to blow everything up. I didn't care. I never. I don't. I wasn't interested. Mm -hmm. But the RPGs, you know, I'm like, especially back in the day, like you, the cutscenes. The cinematic, you, you, I wasn't skipping nothing. Yeah. I'm sitting there watching right. every second of those cutscenes on PS1, especially because that was like mind blowing at the time. Like <laughs> you, you, you watch it now, and people are like, "Oh my god, this is cringe." Yeah. It, it, at the time, I was like, it was just wow. Come coming off of like the consoles before it, I, you know, it's hard to explain, it, but I, I know what it. you mean, man. I know exactly yeah. what you mean. In '64, well, PlayStation. Cause yeah, I bought, exactly. you know, yeah, I bought both of them kind of, well, in 64 first and PlayStation. So it was a different, different, different experience entirely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so good. Go the insane part, sorry, the insane part to me is that a lot of these games, 
I never grew up playing a lot of the classics because I didn't get into RPGs until PS4 or PS3 generation. That was when I got my first JRPG. And uh, even now, going back, I played Xenosaga one reason. Even 20 years later, some of these stories are still like nothing else that has been told in game. Well, that series especially is very oh, creative. Yeah. yeah. It's just insane to me, you know, that so many JRPGs have such intense, interesting stories that yeah. even decades later, people still can't do it. And that really helped me flock towards it. You know, I, earlier I, I had explained that I had kind of been shooing away from a lot of mainstream stuff like that, the RPGs. Um, but it was mostly because of the stories, man. You know, even even the jokier stuff like Hyperdimension Neptunia, such, such unique series, such unique stories, interesting characters, weird worlds, interesting situations. I think what, are, what really draws, at least, you know, I think one of the best elements of RPGs, they have so many interesting unique stories that can only be told via that particular way of game. What type of game? Have you had a chance to uh, finish the third Xenosaga game? Uh, no, I just finished the first one like yesterday. So. Nice. Okay. So, yeah, and then um, gosh, so like what also too, like what I mean about like caring about the characters too is like in RPGs, you know, if a character like they kill off a character, like yeah. I'm upset about it for a lot of days. Same. Like, I and 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 another thing that's I, it's interesting too. I don't know about you guys, but like especially when I was younger, not um, <clears throat> RPGs were always like a shared experience. I was always playing them with like a group of people. Like I back, when, I was always my me and my brothers or my dad or like we were all trying to do it together. And like oh man, all the memories of like we we're all stuck in the same dungeon or something. And one of us figures it out, and it's like, yes, we're all so excited. Like, that, I, that's yeah. how you beat the stupid boss. Like, oh, I my God, wish, you have to get the silver acorns. Oh, who knew that? You know, whatever it is. I wish I had more thing. family relatives back then. A lot of oh. my family, believe it or not, gamers. My father wasn't. Um, but I will say this. A friend of mine who I met much later was like that when he, he was big into Valkyrie Profile and stuff like that. So I would always watch him play those games and that was the first time i actually had a friend who liked the same type of games i, I liked um but yeah man i tell you it's it's incredible to get actually death scene was um Aerith. so you know that that really got me back then because it was the first time i ever experienced a death of a character in a video game so yeah and you're like i just bought her gear what the oh, especially <laughs> that she a good <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep dude i i well, mean I me RPGs was um me and my brother were young and we got taken to a second hand shop and dad said you can buy two video games so we picked out grand theft auto vice city and dark cloud and we picked out dark cloud off the artwork and that happened to be a really good decision because that game certainly changed gaming for me and my brother it opened us up to an entire different world and we only ever played the first um two stages because we could never work out how to connect the water in the second stage and it took us like three years until we actually connected this and it was like what forrest said when you have that oh my god moment i've finally yeah. done this and then you play and then you jump on the other memory card and do the same thing and then it'll be like a similar thing in a boss. You get stuck on the boss for weeks. And then yep. one of you work out how to beat the boss. And then the other person instantly does it. And 
Ah, uh, just such a good experience. Here's a fun fact. I, until this very day, I am still stuck on the final boss of Final Fantasy VIII of Ultimisia. Same save file I had back in high school. To this very day, I still Dude, have not beat that boss. That's insane. All the forms she has. The fact you have to get all of your equipment for your draw, your magic, and all that stuff just to fight her, to go through that trial, just to be able to get the chance to beat her. It's it's still to this day one of the most challenging final bosses in any Final Fantasy game I personally have had to deal deal, deal with. Still to this day. So, and I want to say actually real quick because I didn't see the comment. Uh, Radical Reggie, I am going to have to follow your channel once I'm finished with the stream. I've been I've actually watched your videos, dude. I I appreciate that. Everybody's got to go sub to Reggie. We got to get him to 100k. Everybody, right now, <laughs> right now. Don't leave sub this stream. Everything you do. Open up a open up another window and then sub to him. Don't leave. Well, I agree with what Reggie just said. I think it's better than Zelda and a Dark Cloud Free would be the ultimate game for me. I know we got Rogue yeah. Galaxy, we got mm -hmm. Dark Chronicle too. I guess Nino Cooney is kind of what they made as a sequel, but a true Dark Cloud Free. Oh my god. Yeah, Telion, Telion, uh, Telion, one on one. You're right. That the latter half of Fate's uh, ending gameplay is very challenging, dude. It's not like that. Uh, and a lot of people may not know, but F of Fate, the levels follow your character up until you get to a certain boss at level 35 default. At that point onward is when the game is actually hard. So it, it, you could breeze through that game without even level grinding up to the up to that. I think it's the third disc, if I remember correctly. I think that brings us to our little question of tonight's stream. And to that, that question today is, what are your three favorite JRPGs of all time? So what we're going to do is we're going to go around in a circle. We'll show one game each, and then two, and then three. And then at the end, between the four of us, we'll try and make a definitive list of the four of us's top five JRPGs. Uh, I'll go first with one, and then you, AJ, and then you, Forrest, and then you, Jerm. So I've already right. talked about it, of course. Dark Cloud is up there with one of my favorite JRPGs of all time. I have since replayed this game multiple times. I played it last year on the PS4. I got all the trophies, 100% of the game. Actually, yesterday I was watching a guy called Glitch, who was the world record speedrunner, play this game. Like, I, oh, I really? love this game. I'm still in the Twitch community. And yeah, and if, if you guys are keen, go check out Glitched on. Twitch, he still speed runs this game. He owns the world record for the crazy um, dude. The glitches, the glitch world record and the glitchless world record. It's like a and then he's working on the one hundred percent world record, which is like eight hours, which is absolutely insane. So yeah, what do you got for us, Aja? All right. Um by the way, I I still to play Dark Cloud. I, I didn't I've not had the chance to play that one yet, unfortunately. It holds up today, play it on PS2, on PS4, whatever, but it is amazing. So um, I, I also tell him a runner-up, but uh, an, honorable mention, an honorable mention, but uh, I'll do that for last, I guess. Uh, my actual uh, one in here is the Final Fantasy, and uh, apologies, let me move this slight, slightly out of the way for a moment. There we go. Uh, the Final Fantasy four and Pro Trigger combo, car, uh, uh, combo disc set here. I've not played as much Final Fantasy, but I know for a fact Chrono Trigger is a phenomenal, phenomenal game, and the fact this has two of the best RPGs ever made, it makes it a must-play, in my opinion. It must pick up. Yeah, this port's not as good as Chrono Trigger. Uh, loading times are, aren't the best, but even still, even with the issues, it's still a phenomenal, phenomenal game. Yeah, it sucks there's no DLC for Tears of the Kingdom. I'm pretty disappointed with that. 
Yeah, I, I actually didn't hear about that. That's heartbreaking. Oh, yeah, they, they pretty much squared that off. That's not going to happen. Well, yeah, you can't really be too mad, though, because it's a 200-hour game. So, like, yeah, how much content do you really need? So we're all showing one game at a time, or yeah. yeah, one game at a time. So what do you got for us, Forrest? So starting from like the third down. So these are a little I'm more broader. No particular. Okay, cool. All right. Well, in this case, then um, this is one on the Wii that I absolutely love. Um, this is Arkwright's Fantasia. So what got me into this game was reading about how bad the voice acting was originally but this is actually reminds me of a tales of game it's mm. art style it's 3d environments it's world it's characters it's it's kind of actiony turn-based combat it's really good um and what what i like about this game though sp- oh, not the last story because it's actually inside of my <laughs> i don't really like the last story all that much i i try to play it but anyway enough about that game so Arkwright's Fantasia is actually a really good game because the main character, Lark, he's fighting, he's part of the Dragoon Brigade, which fights dragons. And he falls off of an airship, lands on the ground, and these dragons explode and can kill you when they die. Hmm. So the girl on the front cover um, here, she actually saves Lark. And he becomes part of what they call like the, the the divine there's a term they use in the game i'm trying to remember the name of that term it's um god if somebody if somebody if somebody in the comment can figure out what that term is it's a term where it's like good versus evil that they use a reference to where it's the the divas are like they have to find the imaginals law in the game it's uh once you find the diva which she's a diva and he's like the host he can summon this huge mech, which can help fight and fend off the planet from evil. Unfortunately, his friend, who is the, the prince, only if he's on this cover or not. Yeah, he's right up here. He's actually evil on the evil side of, of Imaginal's Law, which is her. Um, dude, the story takes a turn for the worse when all your friends turn against you. They split up and you're fighting against each other, good versus evil. And you're like, holy crap. So it's a phenomenal game. I love the story a lot. Lark is a character who he's just taking it day by day. He's living his life to take care of his mother. He's working his hardest to take care of her. But when he realizes that the world is in a lot of turmoil and, a lot, and, and the world's going to die, he basically had to put his foot down and say, you know what? I got to go against the kingdom. I got to save the planet. I can't sit here and sit Ali by and just be nonchalant about it. He had a realization. And I like how he grows up as a character. Although the voice actor makes this game, <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> but but that's just <laughs> the term of the game, though. I absolutely love Arkwright's Fantasia, though. Absolutely. It looks like an interesting one. It's a beautiful game, though. Like on the Wii, it is a beautiful game for the Wii. Absolutely beautiful. I love I love the art style of the game a lot. What do you got first, Jeff? What's your first one? So I know you guys, you know, you may want something crazy, weird, or rare, or whatever. But I just got to be honest. Like when it comes down to like RPGs, for me, what makes like them stand above is if I want to go back to them and play them again, 
that's what makes them stand apart. Like, so the ones that I choose are the ones that like, I actually miss the, the characters and I miss the story and I like miss the music. And I, I, I like will repeatedly replay these games. And I've already played this one like four times or something, which is absurd mm. how new it is. But yeah, I got to give it to it. I have played Persona 5. Oh, no. Good choice. So no. many times. And I don't care if it's like a predictable whatever choice or whatever, but this game is so damn good. So like I um, I loved JRPGs growing up as a kid, but I kind of fell out of the genre for a long time just because they're, you know, very time, you know, you know, consuming. So I just wasn't really into it. But this game single handedly got me like excited about playing RPGs again. I, I couldn't believe how much I loved this game. And again, um, if a game just says unbelievably amazing music, that's just such a huge selling point Dude, to me. This game oh, is such good. damn good music. It's so good in this game. And the actual characters are very fun. And like, um, I like chill games too, guys. Like, I'm, I'm, I like very intense games. I like shmups. I like rhythm games that are really intense. But I definitely like just chilling out, farming games, making soup, sell, making tea, whatever, shopping at the mall, picking up stupid chicks, whatever. Like, I like just, dude. I like games I can put the control down for a minute and you know, I don't know, do things I'm probably not supposed to talk about on the internet. Anyway, <laughs> what I like, so, I, I like to chill. Let's that that you mentioned that. <laughs> It does have good replayability because you can play it completely differently and have a different yes. experience. Your first yep. play, which is great. Yeah. Do the relationship mm -hmm. stuff totally different. Yeah, use a different the party, social links, like, man. The social yeah. links are the best part of the game for sure. For sure, just yeah. being able to mm -hmm. get to know your friends outside of the the school life and just mm -hmm. their own day to day stuff that they have to deal with is it's, it's, it's and, it brings the game closer together. Yeah, and it's turn based, baby. Which is, which is a lot That's of games. I mean. like, so I, it's good I, to have a. I'm not against action RPGs. I'm, 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 I embrace the future. But like I said, I like games. Like you said, AJ, you can like take a minute. Yep. Look around, see what's going on, think about it, come up with the strategy, and be like, all right, so I'm gonna do this and then this and then this and this. It's a thinking man's game. It's not necessarily like, you know, like a reaction thing. It's a. I don't know, strategy. Like you're playing chess more. You're like looking at the board for a minute. Like, I don't know. I like that as well about it. Joe, you brought up a really good point. Um, all the games I'm showing today, they're all over almost 20 years old. And I've played every single one of them recently. Like they have that replayability that I'm still playing it. You get the urge to. Like yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, man. It's like I do the same thing with TV shows. You ever have like a TV show? You just watch it like every few like year or two. Hey, like, the only it's TV like show that I can watch over and over again and never get tired of is Keeping Up Appearances. Uh, Patricia Routledge is one of the greatest mm -hmm. British actresses of all time. She is phenomenal. She's like the modern day Lucille Ball. So I do get what you're saying. I got some DVDs keeping up appearances on eBay. You do, because if you do, I definitely would like to buy them because I don't think they ever released them here. I don't think they did. Yeah, yeah, we can wake something up. I find them all yeah. the time. They're like really good sellers for us. Freaking love that. I freaking love that that show. Outstanding, man. I always watch the first four seasons of Lost. <laughs> and then it gets bad. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, this is a bad idea. And I stop. <laughs> for, me, for me, the show I want to go back to is Futurama. I've watched that oh, show that's dozens of times. Love that. Oh show. yeah, or The Office or Always Sunny. Comedy shows, especially yeah, those are timeless. Yeah, timeless. 
Now, when I was picking out my games, I initially went for like the Dark Souls games because that's my favorite genre. But then I really thought they're not to me. They're not JRPGs. What well, the JRPG means Japanese role playing game. Yeah, yeah. Japanese company to me, it's not a JRPG. It's an action RPG. I really had to think about this one, and then once I thought about this game, there's no way this game could be replaced from my top three. And that's Pokemon Gold. I don't have the original version. I've got the 3DS version. I hope to get the Game Boy um, Color version eventually. It's just one of those things. It's like $500 for a nice copy. I absolutely love that cover of the homage to the original game, though. Yeah, so this is the download version for the 3DS. It's a download code only. It's in it's in a box, like a cardboard box, like the original Game Boy box. That's yeah. in perfect condition and sealed, so I'm really happy to own this one. But yeah, Pokemon Gold is absolutely amazing. It's my favorite Pokemon game. You could say Silver or Crystal, but for me, I played Gold when I was a kid, so it's my favorite. I replay this game probably once a year. I play it on an emulator mm -hmm. uh, because I prefer to play it with double speed, but Pokemon games are absolutely amazing. And when you talk about JRPGs, you have to mention the Pokemon games because a lot of people's first JRPG, whether they know it or not, is Pokemon. Yeah. Let's be honest. You, you guys might be exactly the same too, whether you played it. That was mine. Yeah, so, there you yeah. go, AJ, 100%. And I've never heard of Pushing Daisies. I guess I'll have to look into that show. So when you talk about best RPGs of all time, I couldn't go past Pokemon Gold. Very good pick. So um, I don't really know. My apologies. Um, All right, so I have one here that uh, it's not the best RPG ever made. It's probably not even a lot of people's top ten, but this one actually means a lot to me from a um, – I was playing at a very rough time in my life, and that's why it's one of my favorites. Um, I, I hope that makes sense. My next pick is uh, it's actually Rhapsody, a musical adventure. That is a good I game, and I was it. yeah. Um, I I really do love the series. I if I if, I, if you guys don't mind, I want to tell the reason why. Uh, it's uh, I was going through a very bad breakup at the time, and this is probably about this was this was a couple of years ago, and. Um, I was really depressed. I was like, man, I, I need a feel-good game. I need something that, you know, I can I can get to take my mind off the situation and just have some fun. And um, I picked up the PS1 version of Rhapsody. Finally popped it in. I think I finished it in like two days, and it made me feel, I, I mean, just how happy, silly, goofy, cute the entire game was. The, the, music, the, the music, the graphics, the art, it cheered me up to a level I had not experienced in a long time with a video game. So that's why that one's my my number two pick. Uh, it just helped me get through a very bad time in my life. Did you pick up the new one, obviously, I, which is the re-release um, of the two and three or whatever? I have two and three on pre. Oh, sorry, uh, well, sorry, one of the local games where I go to, they uh, they have a copy that they're trying to get ordered, but they had a bit of an issue, so I'm waiting for that to come through. I try to support them before I go to Amazon and whatnot to pick it up. So. <clears throat> Yeah, so one of the things that really bugs me is that they, they just re-released Rhapsody 2 and 3 on PS5. Yeah, and not one. Part no, 1 is not available on PS5. It's available on OG PS1, but yeah. you might be shocked to hear that an old-school RPG on the PS1 is kind of expensive now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not, it's not insane. It's not What's insane, the one on but it's expensive, so... What is the one on the Switch? Is that the is that the PS1 that's, on the Switch in it? Yeah. Collection? So yeah. that's what's irritating is the Switch. They have this 
series. It's like Prinny's Classics or something, I think it's called. Yeah, I do have that box that AJT has in his hand. I do they have, have it. They have a couple different ones they've released with different RPGs on it. And but I had no idea that. got released on the Switch only. And they didn't release yeah. it on the PlayStation. The irritation. Yeah, I had no idea that, that, that. I was wondering what that Rhapsody was on PS4. I thought it was just a port of that. But I had no idea it's the sequels to the original. I had no idea. I guess yeah, I, I guess they... It. I, I guess they never got released in the West. So yeah. this is the first yeah. time they have like an English translation for us to play with. I was wondering why it costs so much. Why is it so expensive for the first game again? They just re-release it. Now it makes sense now. So And yeah, and, uh, I was like, I was checking. Reggie actually posted a picture of his collection. I had no idea, but uh, on yeah. PS2, that game, La, La Pucelle Tactics, that's the yeah. same. That's like a part of that franchise. I had no yes. idea. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah, neither did I. I was dumb, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I'm 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 one definitely, definitely picking that up. So I uh, now that you told now that you told me that, and thanks to Reggie for that, I definitely need to uh, need to get that yeah. too. No, Joe, PS5, I, I, so many good RPGs. It's starting to sound like the PS4, man. If it keeps on track, that'll be good, really good. Oh yeah. What do you got next for us, Forrest? What's your second pick? <clears throat> so I'm gonna do a little retro game this time, but it's actually a copy on the Switch. So remember, I told you guys earlier that even though Seven has a lot of uh, I put a lot of respect to seven for the genre. My favorite Final Fantasy is actually Final Fantasy IX. So I love, I love, I love the that one. Yeah. So the reason I this one's not even open because I have it digital, but um, I absolutely love the love story between Zidane and Dagger in this game. Um, what I liked about Nine is what I liked about Seven, but just better. To know that this game was actually made in the United States, it was made in Hawaii. If a lot of people didn't know that, they developed the game in Hawaii. So this game was made in the U.S. That's even funnier because the company was working on Spirits Within, and they needed to make a game to coincide with the cost of developing that movie. So they decided to make Nine. And this game's like world, oh man, the, the magical feel of it with the different creatures in the world and the the characters and the world building um Vivi is so likable because he he's like misunderstood and as you go through the game you start seeing that he doesn't feel like he fits in compared to everybody else he he always thinks about his grandparents and his family that's no longer there he feels alone and he found meaning and and he had a purpose with these characters Steiner who was very protective of Dagger, but realized that, hey, he has to let her go. She has to go on her own path. And Zidane, who realized what he was, he had to find meaning when he found out what his altered purpose was. So every character in the game had something that tied them away from being human, from being themselves. And that ultimately is what I liked about it. But the love story to me is one of the best love stories of a character between Dagger and Zidane. I love the love story, especially at the end, that the ending scene at the castle. And if you did not know about the secret ending that you can get for Steiner and his love interest, that's pretty cool. But it is a very hard secret ending to get for the for FF9. But I love that also PS1 version is two-player so me and a friend of mine played through the whole game of final fantasy 9 on ps1 says two-player he controlled the other characters i control too um you can't do it on the switch version though they, they took it away 
but that's really cool man what do you got next for us jeff so if we're allowed to do action rpgs um i gotta give it to this game just because like this game was literally like the reason i have this entire collection behind me and the reason i'm on this podcast right now and it's like all came from one day being like you know what i want to play this game again and i want to go get a copy of it like so i've told the story a million times but my 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 collection from when i was younger my brother took it when he moved out which i had no issue with i didn't care at the time i didn't really think about it and then like a couple of years later he sold it all and then after of course as soon as it was all gone i started to have mad regrets and i was like oh god and then i started rebuilding the collection and this is the first game i bought and because I, I absolutely love it to death and that is oh brave pencil massage. I, I uh so like everybody else uh like I probably got this game just to get the demo for Final Fantasy VIII or whatever it was. Um but uh I loved this game. Like I I you know people say Zelda kill or whatever. This actually is like a Zelda kill as far as I'm concerned. Like I thought this game was way better. And uh it was just really charming, super fun. Um loved the graphics, loved the gameplay. I don't know. It's just one of those games that like it's a comfort game. I'll go back and play this all the time. Like this is seriously could just be one of those things where I'm like, I don't know what to play. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, I'll just toss this in and play this for a little while. One of those games like just absolutely love it. Can't can't say enough about it. If you never played it, I would highly recommend it. John actually said something in chat or asked something that was similar to that. He asked if we have games that we go back through through nostalgia. Um, instead of answering that, that might be the topic for our next show because that's like a twenty. Yeah, yeah, that's. A, I, I, I was going to answer that question, but I can definitely wait till we've ever come back again. So we'll, we'll save that one, well, John, for an entire show because that's a really good question. All, all three of my picks were heavily moted by that, but you mm. know, there's lots of games I have. That okay, I so partial spoiler, like, like, <laughs> like what Joe was saying. Um, if we're if we're talking about one, this is one game where I've played more than once, and it's very rare I do. So if I have a game yeah. I play more than once, it's considered my favorite, especially so, in RPG. Playing a JRPG more than once because you know what happens. It's not yeah. a game that is like you know a game that is different every time, like yeah. a shoot 'em yeah. up. Or, yeah, you know, you're playing yeah. a, a game of Call of Duty or something. Where if you're playing a JRPG again, it's special to you. You're like you miss the characters. You want to relive it like. Going into New Game Plus, for example, is like playing a game again. It's it's hard for me. If I'm going into New Game Plus, that game's amazing. <laughs> so and Cyrus had like. mentioned Cyrus had mentioned earlier, Symphony of the Night. Uh I don't know what DLT T means, but uh Symphony of the Night is definitely a, a good I can see why that would be your one of your favorite top three games. Well, Nuts and Bolts mentioned one of mine. He said Heroes and of Might and Magic um, 4. I was playing Heroes and Might and Magic 3 last yeah, week. Might, yeah, Might and, and Magic 4, 4 is really good, too. Also, um, yeah, the Pokemon OST is amazing. I love the I love yeah. the OST and uh, Sword and Shield a lot. It's really good. Music. Yeah, the Tentacle was the game that Cyrus was mentioning first. Oh, okay, cool. We'll get into our final rounds, and then we'll bring up our top five and try and make a list together. But uh, my third pick today was Kingdom Hearts 2. As um, Forrest is wearing the shirt for it. But Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts 1 or 2. Absolutely amazing. Um, For me, actually, going back, it's almost a blur between 1 and 2. They're almost like the same game because I played them both so long ago. I couldn't actually tell you which world is in which game. I just know I love them both. 
And I, I know, like, some of the final battles in 2 were, like, absolutely amazing, like fighting Sephiroth at the end, and that's why I went 2 as my pick. But this game had um, shipbuilding. Like, I was a kid, so playing worlds that were Disney to me was mind-blowing. Oh, my God, I love this movie. And now yeah. I'm playing the game, getting the collectibles, meeting the characters. Like, for me as a kid, talking to people in, like, um, the Tarzan world or different worlds like that was so mind-blowing because you weren't just watching a movie you were in the movie like yeah. you were the main character and it was just it's just so mind-blowing back then and i remember beating this game for the first time <clears throat> amazing experience i unfortunately i didn't like three as much as one and two and i didn't like the no much. i didn't either i mean i liked the toy story world though a lot but yeah aside from that yeah it was it just didn't feel quite as you know as as two did it felt really, um, playing it recently, it felt really grindy, which sounds funny because yes. the game is exactly the yeah. same, but yeah. it just hasn't changed to other games today. Like, it should be a completely different game. I never fun. played Lemmings at all, so that made someone look into it, too. So, yeah, Kingdom Hearts 2 is my second pick. What do you got? Uh, my third pick. What do you got last for us, AJ? All right. Man, this was a tough one. Uh, I, I was on the fence about picking King Yakuza uh, like a dragon. But uh, in this one, so I had to go with this one. Uh, the Legend of Heroes, uh, Trails of Cold Steel. Oh, man. We were talking about that in the last show. Uh, I absolutely. This game, <laughs> it got me into anything that Falcon put out. I mean, it's the point where I went in and I even played like ebook one and two on the Turbo Graphics. That's how far back I've been going with these guys. Uh, that's how far back in the past I went after playing this. And um, I, I'm a huge fan now of the E series of all of the Legend of Heroes games. I don't have all of them yet. I have uh, most of them localized in English. I'm only missing the uh, PSP one. What was it? Uh, when they came with the big collector's box. It's the one I'm missing. Trails, but, um, Trails in the Sky. Yeah, that's the only one I'm missing. But, um, Me this too. Game, that's why I know exactly which one you're talking about. <laughs> phenomenal story. Yep. Phenomenal characters. And I have not finished past three yet. I'm in the middle of three. That's, my, that's where I'm at right now. But great characters. Great gameplay. Some of the best JRPG gameplay I've played in a long time. So that's my that's my that's my number three pick. What's up, Steve? What do you got next for us first? Alrighty, I want to say hello to Mr. Rightway, and also so for the last game. This is so this one was tough. Okay, getting to pick one that was, you know how some RPGs have visual novel aspects to them. Mm-hmm. I really try not to pick this game, but it is considered one of my favorite in the series of of the series, um, in Sakura Wars. Ooh. And what I really like about this game is even though it's a visual novel at heart, when you have your battles with your mechs and you're doing your fighting, all of it ties into how you treat the characters, how you interact with the characters and what you do that actually works in tandem with their stats in the game. And so for me, I love the heart-wrenching battles when they happen because when they happen, they are extraordinary. Every battle sequence it's like a movie and every environment plays in tandem with overall how each character was treated and whatnot. So you can make a character really upset and they won't help you in battle. So it, it's it's really it's really crazy. Yeah, like yeah, you can actually make the characters hate you to where when you need them to help you, they won't help you. That's what I like about this game. It's like you can change the outcome of battle just on how you treat the characters. 
And I love that about Sakura Wars. It, it, this is literally, if you've never played Sakura Wars so long, my love on PS2, that is a really good game. But Subaru's like side story in that game is hard to do. Um, but yeah, Sakura Wars, man, I, I put so many hours into this game and loved every battle sequence, loved all of the, the musical. Like they have like these musical things they do for like the dancing and stuff. It's really, really cool. This game's beautiful, man. It's, it's graphics is so outstanding in this game. It is a gorgeous PS4 game. And I absolutely love Sakura Wars. This really is one of Sega's like, you know, running franchise. I think they need to put a lot more love into because it's it's underrated. It's completely underrated. It is, it I, is do it. I do recommend Sorry. it. Sorry to even cut you off there at the end, man. Uh it is a shame that, that series has not been low that more of that series has not been localized. So that we only have two localized games is just it's wrong, man. Let's hope yeah. with, with time more games get ported over to the West and fan translations or remakes with English and vice versa for games that aren't localized in Japan or games that don't have like Spanish or French or German, you know. Let's hope it gets to a point where everyone in the world can play every single game. That's yeah. how it should be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Joe, what's your final game for the, for the pick? So I'm ashamed to say I don't actually own a physical copy of my favorite RPGs because they're old and I like uh, have never rebuilt my cartridge collection. So I have them, you know, digitally, obviously, and I still play them quite often. But hands down, no question at like, without a doubt, my favorite RPG of all time is uh, the original Fantasy Star on the Master System. Oh, that's a good one. The first game. Uh, that was the game that like got me in love with all like all RPGs period. And, uh, at the time, again, the graphics in that game were unbelievably amazing compared to what was available on the rest of the master system or the Nintendo, in my opinion, like the original fantasy star looks incredible. Um, and the music in that game, again, it's just completely outstanding just amazing and uh, love the characters love the story love the i love that it was it's like um medieval fantasy and sci-fi like I, th I thought that was the coolest thing ever back and then like mixing the two genres because like you have like swords and then you're you're in armor but then you also have like laser guns and you fly on spaceships and go to different planets and stuff it's such a it's just a flipping amazing game and um I could say the same thing about Fantasy Star 2. Honestly, like I think yeah. they're both to me just I love 2 just as much. A lot of people poop crap on 2. They don't like it cuz of reasons or whatever, but I love 2 to death as well. And I think the story in 2 is the best in the, the series. I think it's, you know, a lot of people like 4 the best, which I completely see why it's like overall it's probably the best game, but I love the characters in the story in part two i thought it was absolutely amazing and again it was you know it has one of those big deaths of a main character which you know i was like god how old was i when i played that game i don't know nine something like that maybe wow. <laughs> so to <laughs> me when you know a main you know your video game character dying it was like the most traumatic thing that had ever happened in my life at that point. So it's just like, what? Like, oh, yeah, the man. only Fantasy Star it's games I have is Fantasy Star Portable 1 and 2. But the only, ones I, that's the only thing I have, really. 
So the Fantasy Star franchise, when it, the portable games and then the online series, those are great, but totally different animals than the mainline RPG series, one through four. Yeah, I don't um, think I ever will own those on cartridge. I don't really collect cartridge games anymore. I don't collect. I not away from them. Yeah. I, I would love to, don't get me wrong, but they're very expensive and they're so easy to emulate. Yeah, only, it's just like the only cartridge games I own in my collection is Crystallis because I, I had this since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great game. Um, so Monster Hunter 4x4 game and then the original Super Mario Brothers. That's the only thing I have left from my childhood. So I got a few box Pokemon games, but that's it. No, that's like yeah. you limit yourself to that because if you open up to. Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy. Yeah, I, I, I ran. A, I had a very bad experience with a. I bought a copy of. Oh no, I'm sorry. Tales of Fantasia for the for the Game Boy Advance, and it was a bootleg. And when I got that, oh. I I got rid of it. And I said, like, No, nah, I'm not touching anything cartridge anymore. So it's so prevalent, fakes on Game Boy. Yeah. So, yeah. so I was they done with the boxes. It. They fake the cartridges. They fake everything. Yeah. Giving us your top three games. Wait, wait, wait. Can I give one one honorable mention too? Can I just give one yeah. more? <laughs> Sorry, I just so hard. How can you ask me to pick three? This is so right. hard, bro. Like, <laughs> Dragon Warrior three or Dragon Quest three is my one of my I love that too. So I love my master system and my fantasy star, but on the Nintendo Dragon Warrior was the balls. So if I people may have liked Final Fantasy, but Dragon Warrior was amazing, and Dragon Warrior Three, yeah. in my opinion, is the best one. And they're remaking it, and they're doing like a HD, two point five, you know, pixel art remake thing, you know, like you know, whatever. Right. I don't know what to call it. They're making it look like Octopath Traveler or something like that, and they're re-releasing really? it, and I can't wait. Yeah, and they picked specifically three, which blew That's me awesome. away. That's not one, awesome. not two, not four. They were like, "We're yeah. remaking Dragon Warrior three, and I'm like, "Hell yeah! Who's this? That's, That's awesome, the one. Man. That's the best one. I was so excited. So <laughs> excited that." Um, uh, uh, thank you. All right, and that's it. I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. Well, guys, now we picked our best story. <laughs> We're going to, as the four of us, kind of put a list of our top five together. So, um, can I get an agreement that we're going to all include Final Fantasy VII at number one? No, Do you guys no. yeah. agreement? <laughs> I would, yeah, I would um, say, yeah. I would say, yeah, I would say it would be. I mean, I mean, it is probably it, the most look, popular. Yeah. Well, let's be real. You I consider what it did to revolutionize the yeah. RPG genre. I would say, yeah, it deserves to be on that list. Not. Oh yeah, and on top of that too, it also helped uh, popularize them in the West. You know, so those two things itself make it one of the one of the most important ones. So it deserves there for sure. Well, I think that's going to be the easiest choice because I can't think what number two would be without causing an argument. Tell Leon, I still need to play Final Fantasy VI. I have yet to touch that game. See, I like six better than seven, yeah. but uh, that's because again the story is amazing. Seven is is better, objectively, but the story yeah. is six of the balls, dude. I would just agree with what seven did for gaming, yeah. for JRPGs. Like it, it just made the series what it is today. Yeah. I do own a Pixel Remaster Collection. Telling I'll play it. Two. I'll definitely put it on my list to play it. If you guys remember back in well, oh, well, sorry. If you guys um, ever look back at old advertisements or remember. When, when seven came out, so many other JRPGs were being labeled as the Final Fantasy seven killer. Yeah, that in itself tells you all you need to know. Moving on from seven, we need a number two, guys. So it's not like it's not like personal picks. This is just like what we think like the most. Yeah, what we think show. would be the top five, and we right. have to be in agreements because there's four of us. Well, here. if I had to pick another one that it kind of 
adds to that genre of importance. I would have to say, truth be told, we got to give credit to Dragon Dragon Quest. I think. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I would think Dragon Quest would be another one, just because they made a law in Japan specifically around the fact people were missing work to play. Yeah. Missing school to play. <laughs> So Wait, I would have to give, uh, the first Dragon Quest. I I'd go with seven. Right, yeah. I would say the first Dragon Quest. It was it was one of those games that really changed gaming in its sense of RPGs for that series. Mm -hmm. That it adds mm -hmm. to like the overall experience. So I would think Dragon Quest one for sure. I just want to throw a couple other titles out there. Like I think Chrono Trigger would be very similar yeah. in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gotta put I, that on there. I think Persona 5 deserves to be on there. Um, I think Persona 5 does. I think Chrono Trigger has to be on this. Yeah, list. sure. Even yeah. though I don't think anybody picked it. <laughs> is Pokemon so belong on our top five list? Uh, Pokemon, I think, yeah. Well, uh, it's I, massive. If you want to call it. I don't think it's a single title, but I just think Pokemon should be on the top five at some point. Yeah. Maybe I would say Pokemon four. definitely would be. I wouldn't specifically pick one game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree there. Just, yeah. We'll put it in at number five, so it's on there. Yo, this is tough, bro. It is. Because oh, like, you have to tie in Trigger and Dragon Quest. In and, the, and then what's left? What? I mean, what about Ease, man? What about uh, right? Persona? Oh. Uh, I, I think Persona should go to it, as much as I love Persona. Ease. Yeah, I, I, I think Persona should go yeah. over. Persona Ease. should be on the list. Because yeah, of it's rebel, it's. Well, let's okay. Let's do something. Let's let's take away the seven Final Fantasy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I guess makes, what we should say that is that makes me happy. Like what the top five JRPGs that that has a sort of overall appeal to this to the genre. You know what I mean? Like. Oh yeah, then, yeah. Right, including every game, I'd be then happy to put Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I do that. No, I yeah. agree. And if we were I mean, in Japan, I would flip that around. Yeah, yeah. I think Persona <laughs> yeah. should be number. I think Persona should be number. Uh, I think it should be number three. No, like actually, Chrono no. Trigger almost fits yeah. in the Final Fantasy category here. Yeah, that's true. yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I think we should move Pokemon up to four because I, I think it's more influential than uh, yeah, Final Fantasy. Oh, not Final Fantasy. Sorry, uh, for Persona. <clears throat> Apologies. Pokemon is literally the most. Popular yeah. franchise in all of yeah. history. So should Pokemon be ahead of Persona? Yes, yes. Yeah. I think now, so. the last one, to me, personally, what I think should be in that category, um, each one of these series that we mentioned had brought something, something to the table for a, a worldwide audience. Yeah. So in that respect, I got to put... Now, this... I'm like you earlier when you mentioned this. Um... I gotta say, man, like this, being honest, uh, Figsy, I, I gotta say, I'm not a huge fan of um, Demon Souls, but the truth be told, from software really did. I, I think, um, I think that John, that series of that Dark, Dark Souls, Souls made Souls 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 that, I think it really is a, a big modern day, uh, you know, it's not a JRPG though. It's yeah, not Japanese. It's not, but it's it's a 
it's like, like but it's an RPG. That's that's one of the reasons I, I was like top five RPGs. I'd have it at number one, but it's not RPG. Okay, well, RPGs. all right. In this case, then, um, it's got to be Kawhi, or it's not on the list. <laughs> well, <laughs> like um, let's talk what about, about Xenos Saga. I mean, I you got see, like, I think. Um, I can't I can't put Xenocide because not every Xenocide game came out worldwide, so I can't put that. Um, not only that, but like that one's kind of Hearts is strong enough because there's only a couple of games, but a series like the Ease series has got what, eleven oh, titles. Ease, yeah, Ease, be on this yeah, list. Ease. massive. Ease, Ease could definitely Ease. be on this. Okay, you know what? Oh, hang on, we got a really good comment here. If we have Pokemon, you have to have Zelda, and I can't argue against that. But do you consider Zelda a JRPG, though? Yeah, the thing is, that's the thing. I don't that's really a huge Zelda argument. A lot of people JRPG. don't think it's... I don't think it there's is. no leveling up in Zelda. Yeah, but this is our list, and we're including Pokemon. Yeah, but you level up your... Okay, let's really let's really think about well, this. Poke, well, so, Pokemon isn't a straight-up RPG. It's like they consider that a different genre. That's like a pet... Uh, what do they call it? They, they have a name for it. But specifically... Yeah, pet collector or monster collecting or whatever. Well, There's like tons. Yeah, yeah. Technically, I feel like we're talking about heavy metal now, and we're talking about Swedish <laughs> yeah, black exactly. metal versus Norwegian. Pokemon black is metal. called Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so looking at it from a from a glass half full perspective, we have Final Fantasy for the for the for what it, its groundbreaking achievement, Dragon Quest for its crazy law. <laughs> and then Persona before it being that underground JRPG that's quirky, unique uh, to what it brings to, to the genre. Um, Pokemon because of its mass appeal. And I think we need one more that is like the black, the black, you know, the, the black stepchild, like tail the, series. It should be the tails. Yeah, either, either tails or ease. I, I think ease because like it's underground. One of the action it. RPGs. I, I put tails over ease myself. Yeah. yeah, you know, I would say tails. Yeah, I would yeah. say tails. It's is, and is true, honestly, man, it's hard to pick series, dude. That is true. I've yeah, got a bias crazy too, so. Yeah, I have a bias because I, I love the Ease game. So, so we're going to say figures about Ease. Is that? Yeah, I, I I'm going for Tails. What I was going to say about East Figsy is that the reason I would have picked East is every <laughs> game is tied to a continent and a world. You know, every story is tied to a different region of the continent oh, overall. Good. And there's not very many games that has a. It's like a book in video game form. It's so it's so original. Yeah, it is. It's not for two more ideas out. We got Fire Emblem and Legends of Heroes. Legends of Heroes. Oh, I want to put in, that in ten on. years' time will be on everyone's top five list. Yeah, yeah. Low. Yeah. That's a good point. Maybe we should put like Legend of Heroes on there. That's a good point because that yeah. series is massive. And I I think you're right, and I definitely mm -hmm. think in ten you know I think collectability wise. You're gonna yeah. be very pleased if you bought all the Legend of Heroes games. Oh yeah, no, no, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. yeah. so too because I have all of them. So but, thankfully, the Legend of Heroes. Yeah, I think one and two. I don't have that one, but I think Legend of Heroes is gonna be one of those games that yeah, and it's a sleeper hit now. Top five JRPG IPs. We got Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, Pokemon, Persona, and Legends of Heroes. 
Yeah, if we talk about underground games that are popular, Wild Arms would be on the list. Yeah. Well, guys, that brings us to our next segment of this podcast, and that, of course, is the Figsy Quiz. Oh, yeah. The way the quiz works is chat also have their own quiz question. I'm just going to bring up chat score first. So currently we have two people on two points. Mario, Mario, and Saras have both got two points. Windy Corner TV, Jimmy J, Jason Trickster, Banffy and Lulu Girl have all got one point. First person to get to five points will win themselves a video game shipped anywhere across the world. So Forrest and AJ, this isn't for you guys. This is just for chat. Chat, here is your question for the week. Now I need the full title. First person to answer the full title gets the point. Again, this is for chat only. I'll leave it up there for a second for you guys, and then um, you guys will have the duration of the tweet of the quiz to guess. There we one second. I'm just getting everything set up. So, guys, we have the quiz champion with us tonight. AJ is undefeated in the Figsy quiz. Free plays, free wins. No one comes close to AJ. So, AJ, being the champ. Would you like to go first tonight? Would you like to go second or third? You know what? Um, just sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I'll go ahead and go first then. Why not? All right. AJ's going to go first. Joe, you'll be going second tonight. And Forrest will be going third. So tonight we have 12 questions. Uh, once again, big shout out to Pavel and Sylvan for providing all the questions for tonight's quiz. Uh just want to make sure no one's got the answer yet. All right, let's get into it. Question number one. All right, so question one. AJ, this one's for you. Now, AJ, I'm going to show you four games. You have to tell me which game is real. All right. Would you all be my... Friendship, Touch to Victory, Jarl's Rap Factory, Touch to Victory, Bill Taylor's Power Play Darts, and Porn Stars. That's the most inappropriately named game I've ever heard. Unusual Friendship, Touch to Victory. Don't play that game, children. Um, what, what was it? Let's see, it was also the JA. Okay, I'm, I'm just trying to read this one. Okay. Um, so, you guys, which one of these is real? Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Murder <laughs> Inc. Interactive. I, I'm going to go with the uh, bottom right, the power play. The correct answer was Phil Taylor's power play is real. AJ takes the first point. Nice, buddy. And before we get to the next one, I can confirm that chat have correctly answered the question. Mario's got his third point with Jet Lee. Rise to honor. Congratulations, Mario. You're nice insane, man. Wow. You know what's funny? I, I didn't even see that in the picture. I have beaten that game three times. Me and my mom played through that entire. That game is hard as heck. That is one of the hardest games I've ever played for a movie-based video game. That game is difficult. Congrats, Mario. You're on three points and you are leading me. And that, by the way, if you've never played Jet Li Rise to Honor, that's one of the best movie tie-in video games I've ever played. It's, it's really good. That's a really good game. 
I don't like movie-based games, but I like that one. number two. Joe, this one's for you. What you got? How many games... Mm-hmm. How many game titles contain in the Nintendo World Championship 1990 cartridge? Is it three, four, five, or six? Four. Incorrect. Forest for no. the still? Um, three. Oh, wait, three. you didn't say three. My bad. Three. Um, did you say three? Oh, wait. Oh, so we had Super Mario Brothers, Rad Racer, and Tetris. Forrest takes the point. Good job. All right, question number three. Forrest, this one's for you. What was the module for the Philips Videoback G7000 second generation released in 1982? Was it used for a multiplayer adapter, modem, a chess game, or an advanced calculator? I believe that was for an advanced calculator. Incorrect. AJ? Um, could you please say the name of the device again? So it's the Philips Video Pack G7000 second generation. Um, I'm going to go with the chess game. And of course, that is for a chess game. <laughs> All right, moving on. Oh, the end of round number one. AJ's got an early lead of two points. Forrest right behind on one, and Joe yet to score. Anyone's game at this point goes. <clears throat> so moving on to our second round, and question number four. What is the name of this device, AJ? Oh, that's the second Megajet. That is the second Megajet. All right, moving on to question number five, and this one is for <laughs> Joe. What is the name of the series of games on the NES and the SNES which appeared thanks to the Wonder Boy title? Adventure Island. They are Adventure Island. Joe takes the point. Moving on to question number six, and this one is for Forrest. What? Bear species was on the front cover of a World of Warcraft edition. Um, dude, I, I, I can visualize the, the the cover, but the name eludes me. Um, I I don't know actually. I I've seen that picture. I I know the 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 picture of the the animal, but. I'm not too familiar with World of Warcraft. So it's a species of bear. So if you just want to guess a bear species. Um, it would not be a polar bear. It would probably be grizzly bear. Incorrect. AJ? Uh, I'm going to guess a black bear. Incorrect. Joe? I think it was a polar bear. Incorrect. We were looking for a panda bear. Oh, well, that makes oh wow! Because of panda. Yeah, you know, I, I was I I didn't even think about it. I I remember the cover, but I couldn't remember what 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 species. If you remember the name, it would have clicked too. <laughs> True. Uh, Cyrus to say that he thinks he has a delay. I think that um, 
if you're watching on Twitch, you get the stream five seconds before YouTube because of how the platforms work. All right, at the end of round number two, AJ's got himself a lead of three points, and Forrest and Joe behind on one point each. The champ has taken an early lead. Are we surprised? <laughs> All right, let's move on to the um, round number three, guys. So we'll move into question number seven. And AJ, this one's for you. American game designer Lenoid Boruski was inspired with the appearance of Uncle Pennywags from Monopoly. Name the character that Leonard drew. Now, now how is this video game related? The, the character he drew was in a video game. Oh, okay. Apologies. Uh, could you please repeat the, uh, the name of the artist? So the artist is Leonard Boyoski. He was inspired by Moneybags from Monopoly. What video yeah. game character? Yeah. Oh, this is... Uh, I, I, I don't even know where to begin with that one, so I guess we'll go, go ahead and move it to the next person. All right, Joe? The video game character he drew that was inspired by this freaking dude. Yeah, the character well, looks similar to this guy. It's once you see <laughs> it, you're all gonna be like, ah. Oh. Well, if it isn't the Monopoly guy, <laughs> uh, the freaking I don't know, Doctor Wiley. It's not Doctor Wiley. Forrest, you know this one, dude. I don't know, man. I I I, I can't picture any character with him that looks similar to him. You got me stumped on this one. So Truthfully. this is not, it is a tough question, but once you say the answer, you're all going to be like, "Oh, I can see it now." So, Leonard Borowski created the Fallout guy. Oh, wow! You can I... see the thumbs up is very similar to. Oh, yeah, I would have yeah. never, never yeah. tied to that at all, honestly. All right, moving on to question number eight, and this one is for Joe. <clears throat> In the game Star Control for PC and Genesis. The name of the galactic currency symbolizes, coincides with the name of this famous cafe chain founded in 1971. What is the name of the currency in the game? Starbucks. Starbucks is correct. <laughs> what? Funny. Wow. Get at me, bros. Was... You, had to, you had to think for that one, but that, that was good, Joe. Oh, it was like out of space, coffee. Stars, bucks, it made sense, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question nine. Forrest, this one's for you. This game genre was named after the 1999 novel by Japanese writer Koshi Tamiki, in which school children are taken to a desert island. But the surge in popularity of this genre came in 2012 due to the release of the Hunger Game movie. What genre are we talking about? So it was a new genre created from this, right? Um, so action RP, action games have always been around, so it wouldn't be that. Um, wow. M um, Movie-based games? Incorrect. AJ, for the steal? Battle Royale. Correct answer was Battle Royale. Wow. And at the end of round three, Forrest has got one point. Joe's moved up to two points, but AJ's got a commanding lead of four points. Still anyone's game moving into the final round. 
I love how confident you were with that answer too. The, the only reason I knew it is because I watched the movie. Uh, they shot the book. The original Battle Royale back in, yeah. in yeah. 2001. All right, moving on to the final round. AJ, this one's for you. So the final round is going to be all the picture questions where you have oh, to crap. guess the video game. <laughs> <picture. So laughs> AJ, this one's for you. Oh, God. This oh. oh, I think I know this one. Is it going to be I Sing It? It's not I Sing It. Oh. <coughs> um, God. Gosh, what the hell is with Mickey? Why is he standing in front of the freaking Norman Bates house? What the hell is happening in that picture, man? It's freaking me out. This whole thing's freaking me out. <laughs> um, dude, I, I had no idea. Pass. Forest. I was gonna say somebody Mickey's House of Horrors. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. Well, AJ was really close. The answer was Disney singing. Oh man! Wow. Oh. I think Mickey putting his hands in his eyes. Yeah. It's a that's what threw me off. But I never would have got that. That's wow. That's a good right. one. I like that. Disney singer. But the thing would throw it off was his yeah, eyeballs out. That was smart. You know, what I, you know what I was thinking it could have been? Alone in the dark. Oh, that, that would have been right. Because, yeah. yeah I, I mean, it, it should have gave it away right there. So. All right, Jay. This one's for you. Okay, what is that first thing? Four different pictures. I like the last picture. Oh, uh, is this yeah. like all okay. six different pictures? <sighs> you ass. Um, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> what the heck, dude. There's so much going on right now. Um, God, dude, no, I, I don't know. Pass. It's gonna take me an hour. First, I, I'm going to. Uh, oh, I know what it is. God I, damn it! I know what it is. I think. Um, <laughs> is it? Something like God damn it! I'm it, so angry it, right now. Is it um? Damn it! Is it? it okay, I see. A sponge. I see sponge. I want my turn back. I see. I see. I see a sponge, and I see this guy. I know his name is Bob, right? And obviously that's square. So SpongeBob. Wait a minute. Is it SpongeBob Square? Pants, what what sub game would that be? I know it's SpongeBob SquarePants, but these two right here. Let me see. It's Battle for Bikini Bottom. I'm giving him the fucking Dude, point. I don't care. Screw you, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wasn't. I was gonna figure out eventually. Did you hear you say it first? I'll give you the point. Oh come on, Joe. <laughs> I just couldn't think of a sub name. 
I was like, I knew it was SpongeBob Square Pants, but the part, oh. the last part, I was like, what, what sub game would that have been? But now that makes sense. <laughs> All right, last nice one. Nice job. You still win, AJ. All right, calm down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, oh, no way anyone else can win at this point. <laughs> um. I know the guy's name is Peter Jackson's um, King Kong. There you go, buddy. Correct answer is Peter Jackson's King Kong. And at the end of Figsy's quiz, um, we have a controversial point. Tefaris. <laughs> <laughs> On my piece of paper, I gave it to you, Joe. But we have today's winner and four-time champion goes to AJT. Congratulations, AJ. Wow. If there's anyone out there that thinks they can beat AJ, let us know and we'll get you on Dang, the dang, Joe, man. I was so close. <laughs> you got it, man. It's fine. I'm sorry. You were close. Second I said pass, I was like, I know it. Damn it. <laughs> Instantly the second I was like, I don't know it. And then I was like, oh, wait, yes, I do. God damn it. <laughs> and once again, big um, congratulations to Mario. I'll update the points. Mario's two points away from <coughs> the video game now. So you'll have to catch the streams, Mario. We're running out of time, guys. We're at an hour 40. Um, before we started, Forrest, you sent me some awesome artwork that you've made. Yeah, gonna I'm going to be real, real quick on this. But I do want to talk about this. I didn't get a chance to talk about this in the last video. So anybody who knows me or don't, I'm actually working on my own comic. That's my main character there. Um, and so I've been working out. Oh, that's some art from Full Metal Alchemist that I did years ago, and awesome. that I hand drawn in my art my, my art book from '05. That was really difficult. Here's a digital art of my main character. I modernized them, and so I've been working on it for a while. So I do have the story written out, and I do have the actual world that I'm working on. Um, but I've been really trying to buckle down on finishing this uh, comic for some time now. So once I feel more confident to actually show the story portion from the prologue, I'll probably bring it onto the show one day. So, um, but yeah, but yeah, the main character his name is Magetsu, and in this book that I have right here, from some of those pages that that Pixie uh, showed. Um, I'm gonna show you guys the one I did here. Let's see. So this, what I showed before, the original art that I drew of different variations of him. And this book is old, old. I've, I've, it's, it's worn out from years of using drawing in it. But yeah, I've been working on this for a long time, and I'm hoping that um, I could finally get around to making it. It's called the Anomaly. So it's got a sub name, but only I'm only going to talk about the main name of it. So um, uh, actually, I'm doing uh, art brush in studio clip to, to paint the character. That's actually what I'm practicing with right now. I have a $1,600 drawing tablet and a portrait tablet I use to draw the, the environments and the characters. So it's, it's been a lot of fun.
but I definitely want you guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you guys read it when I get a chance. Yeah. See what you yeah, guys. So, and uh, oh, real quick, Joe, I wanted to show this to you real fast. I'm not gonna okay. be long on it. This here, Ooh. this is called Ooh. Cherry Blossom. It is a vision novel about uh, a high school character who's in this contest to find a a suitable person to marry when she gets older. And she, believe it or not, she's actually the princess of Japan. They don't know that she's like royalty. Mm -hmm. And in this box, well, we should, do, we should do a VN episode sometime too. That's oh, another that genre that I bet. <laughs> well, it's definitely a genre I know a little bit about, and I know a lot of people probably it comes don't with know these a lot head, about headphones it, so in here. Yeah, really good one. Yeah. And cool. um, lastly, the visual, the special disc that has all of the what do you call them, like the the audio books of that, the characters here. That's cool. But anyway, yeah. So that's pretty much it. But yeah, I. Hopefully, fix it. I get around a chance to talk about my comic more. But I wanted to thank you for showing the art to everybody. That's cool. No, you're welcome. Thanks for um, sharing it with us all, man. It's awesome yeah. stuff. Yeah, it looks really but good. Let's get into some show and tell before we um, finish up the show. I only have one piece to show off this week, but it is a new pickup. So I nice. figured I'd bring it along and I won't pull things out of the shelves. So I don't buy many games these days because I'm pretty much finished with my, at least for the PS3 anyway. But there are. A few games out there that I'm still after, and including in that is slipcovers. I, I I won't say I won't get them all, but if I don't own a slipcover, I'd like to own it. Oh my god, so I actually cool. own that one. That yeah, is the ones cool I actually I love have. That, that slip cover it was only right. released in America, and it's got an yeah. embroidered rage symbol. So the rage is it's actually a real pretty cover, man. I do like that one. Embossed. Yeah. Is that and right? on the back of it, this is interesting. The barcode is actually cut out there. So it's cut out for the barcode. Nice mm -hmm. touch. I bought this off an eBay seller this week, and um, I got a message on Facebook from one of my friends. It was actually one of my buddies I bought it off. So if yeah. you watch doing, thanks to the subcover going in the book. Nice, good condition too. Yeah, beautiful condition. He sent it in a box too. We didn't have to do that. But I appreciated it. Who's who would like to go next? Can, can I go next if, uh, if at all possible? Yeah. Yeah, All right, we're going on time. I picked up a lot of stuff. Uh, should I just grab some of the highlights from it then? Yeah, yeah. Or, cool. or, okay, cool. Uh, before we get into the pickups, I do have one I don't want to show off on show and tell. And uh, I got this as a present from my significant other oh, years ago. Very nice. And I just love the story behind it. When I first moved, when she first, sorry, when they first moved in, they, uh, they're like, yeah, pick out any game you want and uh, I'll buy it for you. And this is when I picked. This is you know before it became a really high end game, but I will always cherish that. And then I have something I think super neat: a signed copy of Final Fantasy VII Remake, and it's signed by the voice actor for Barrett. That's very cool. nice, man. So now, in regards to the pickups, um, I have quite a lot. I, I love that through. remake, by the way. I hope oh, it was, it was great. And I'm very, very excited for the next installment. So, a local game store. They uh, they got a ironically. They got a monster lot of RPGs in, like right before this podcast. So this is some what I picked up. Yeah, uh, I guess I'm afraid to rush this, but Wild Arms, Alter Cut F. That's a really nice pickup, man. That's a that, that's a rare game. It is, and you don't see that very often. And check it out. Even has the 
anime disc. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah I, I actually that. bought, I actually got Alta Code F like some months ago. And then, I had to pay a pretty, pretty substantial amount of money for it, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the PSP game is expensive, too. Um, yeah, it is. I, those are the last two I needed to complete that set. I Was it uh, Alta Code F, I think? No, I'm sorry. It's called uh, XF or something. Weird name. Yeah, it's like XX yeah. or something like that. <clears throat> These are the next two I picked up. Sui Code in uh, three. Nice. And five. Nice. So, I had to buy five this week, but. The guy wanted 80 bucks for it. It's the same price on eBay, so I passed. And then I picked up... You could, you could find it cheaper, dude. Oh, yeah. For picked sure. up a Fatal Frame. Nice. Very nice. And more on the PS2 here. Dragon Guard. Nice. Oh, very nice. I mean, the now, price pick crazily. Now, this is where it gets crazy, guys. I use, I use a lot of trading credit for this next stack. All right. Oh, I see a working designs box. Yeah. <laughs> Check this out, Joe. You're going to be. Hey, have a good night, John. Night, John. This is uh, the insides on this. Are still yeah. so new. It has the paper oh, wow. slip. And everything. So you, so you still have all the little buttons. Yeah. yeah. See, this is, see those little buttons? That's the reason I didn't buy this, Mike, the copy that yeah. I saw. Some, some mine's. Mine's AJ that I have is not even messed with either. My my stuff is actually wrapped still. The only That's thing awesome. I the game. Some dude, this was a long time ago. There's a little game store and some guy had that for sale for 90 bucks. <clears throat> and I said, nah, because it was missing the buttons. And now I'm like, I kind of wish I bought it. Now I'm blaming you on that one, man. 90 Next bucks? Up. Yeah, oh, I yeah. wish I bought it. Next up, Xeno Gears. I fell in love with Xeno Saga, so I'm like, I got to pick this up. Unfortunately, I did not know this. I didn't notice when I until I brought it home. But unfortunately, someone ruined the UPC. Oh. Yeah, that bummed oh. me out. Uh, yeah, it bummed me out. Yeah, uh, you know what? I could take that over. You know that just having go. I got a game like that in my collection. Like one of my games is like that. I I can overlook that to a point. Yeah. I just I just wish I knew about it. You know, before mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah. anyway, Vagrant Story. Nice. You just got all of these? This is some really yeah, nice pickups, yep. man. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's quality stuff. Ishigami Ruining Blue Earth, I believe is how you pronounce this one. This is yeah, one I've never pieces. played that one. That's one I don't have. Jade Cocoon? I've been I've been trying to find Jade Cocoon for a long time still. Alundra with nice. the match. Nice, dude. All right. Uh, and let's see. Oh, how are we doing on time? I have a few more here. I can narrow it down to one if we need to. You're good. You're good. All right, Star Ocean. Show off all the goodies. This is what the people came for. I like they, they, they want to like see them games. games. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, you you pretty much picked up a my entire PS1 RPG <laughs> collection. <laughs> like half yeah. a second. Of Gosh, man. Yeah, you know, I, I was telling you guys earlier before the podcast uh, started. That, and I don't have this know. one. This one you actually heard. Yeah, me yeah. I don't have. I want this dreams. Really. I yeah. want that too. Azure Dreams is another one. You if you show Valkyrie profile, I'm kicking you off the stream. Unfortunately, no, I don't have that one. Okay. But All right. I did pick up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Dino Crisis on the Dreamcast. Uh, on the Dreamcast, and too. Very cool. That's the yep. best version of, of uh, Dino Crisis. Is that oh, one. you're upside down. There you go, buddy. Bangayo. That game's so good, dude. I just actually have been playing that this week. Um, and then we're almost done. I have uh, one more. I have two more here. <laughs> okay, three, uh, my, my apologies. Pick this up the other day. My girlfriend is a mermaid on the PS4. This is a 
visual novel. Oh, yeah, I heard about that you one. You didn't say it right. Do you, you watch Jordan from Switch Watch? Nobody knows. He's just so my girlfriend is a mermaid. That's <laughs> so how he always says it. <laughs> we got that. Now, I also picked up this bad boy. So I was only able to get this because uh, all this stuff because I traded my, hey. my collection to the store. So, okay. well, you know, with, with a whole collection. But oh, that's to say, you got some, some yeah. choice PS1 yeah. titles there, friend. As Our Dreams is not cheap. No, no, but uh, I had yeah, surgery there, this yeah. week and I took a kidney. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But it's got a box. Go. Genesis, model, yeah. Model and two, this yeah. is this is a rare, a rare version that has the six pass, six games included bundle. So nice. Now that I have a few more, but I'm gonna go ahead and cut it short with the best. <clears throat> it's in the best for last. I've hit this up before this big trade event, but uh, Sony two. Oh, there it is. And this is minus like a little crack right here. This thing is like gem mint, dude. That's so, very nice, man. Sorry about rushing through a lot of the bigger games. I just were wounded on time. I was trying to. But yeah. Good so so I made my pickups over in Discord, and he said I got permission to share them on the show. So there's some awesome pickups from Cyrus as well. This look week. at that, oh, that's nice, nice, dude. I know Cyrus is working on the full Switch set, so that's why we see so many. Ooh, very nice. Very nice. I didn't know Bumbo came out, and I also I need to get that Kids on Sight game too. That's one of the only FMV games I skipped. I need to get that. So I'm gonna be real quick on mine because I showed that other one real, real fast. But I want to show you the guys the Chinese uh, edition of uh, Gran Turismo Six that I got. So I already took it out the bag, but I absolutely love this box of Gran Turismo Six. I love the blue of it. It looks awesome. Oh, yeah, so it's really nice. It's a real nice uh, material box. Very, very well made. Here's the cover for the game. No writings on it. Best that, yeah, that works so much better. Yep, this is the Chinese version. I absolutely love it, man. I love it. And then the best thing of all is this book right here. Look at the glitter on the that's cool. Yeah. The book, you see, how it's got that kind of yeah, texture. That is cool. And on the yeah. inside of it, it has all the information on all the cars of all the vehicles in the game, the stages, the settings for vehicles, like aerodynamics for all the cars. This book is outstanding, man. It's like it's, it's one of the. Absolutely love this. Actually, the game on the inside of it. It's sealed, isn't oh. it? Oh, I never opened it. Never mind. I can't open it. I've never opened it. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stop. Huh? Stop. No, I'm not going to. I haven't opened it. I'm not going to open it. Never mind. Oh, but yeah. But no, it's a live. Huh? <laughs> I just forgot I had never opened this one. But anyway, but yeah. <clears throat> But I, I love this box, man, a lot. This is really cool, though. Absolutely, man. So that's it. That's the only two games I got for show and tell was just that one and this one. What do you got first, Jim? So, just so happens in honor of RPG Day, I actually have, and I only have two things, too, but uh, I've been meaning to pick this up, and it was on sale, so I finally picked it up, so I got the Tales of Symphonia Remastered. Very oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Got a beautiful release. Um, yeah, I mean, I own it on PS3, and I think I also own it on the Wii or the GameCube or something. 
I can't remember. GameCube, I think GameCube. I owned it. Oh, GameCube. no, it was on both. Yeah, it was on both. Yeah. I think I owned it on the GameCube. I'm pretty sure. My GameCube question's in a box somewhere, so it's hard to say. <laughs> but uh, uh, I picked it up again because um, basically just because I have all the other PS4 Tales games and I have a problem like that. You know what I mean? When I have like a little subset, if they like release more, I'm like, well, I got to get that one too. You know what I mean? But no, I'll probably end up selling my PS3 copy just because I don't need all of those now. And my other pickup, surprise, surprise, it's a shmup. Nice. Oh, Jets and Guns, too. I heard that's really good. It, hit that one up. I haven't played it because I just got it today. And um, it looks freaking amazing. Like, I don't know if you can really see the back very much, but the art style is absolutely insane. Like, it looks just like a freaking explosion of crazy disco-ness or something. Like, it's just so colorful and there's so much going on. And it's just, it's really like, like really stimulating and everything. And um, yeah, just the deluxe edition came out from Red Art Games. It was actually cool. I tweeted about it and they actually retweeted me today. Well, nice. So my tweet got some traction, which is kind of cool. What's up. But uh, yeah, if you're into shmup collecting, I would not miss this one. And if you're specifically into like getting red art stuff, this is like I looks like it's gonna be their best shmup so far, I think. Um, but yeah, it is, is a palace exclusive. Yeah, for for right now, as far right now, this is only available uh, from Red Art Games. You probably, I'm, I'm sure that Video Games Plus will have some copies because they usually pick up Red Art Game stuff from there as well. Did you guys? And, see the, uh, sorry, there's a PS5 copy as well, and I do yeah. not think there's a Switch copy, which is uh, irritating because I would love to have it on the Switch as well. Yeah. I know, and that sticker's sick, dude. I don't even want to open it. <laughs> Look at oh, that the deluxe edition yeah, yeah, dude, it, it's on the outside. That's why no, I, I want. Oh man, that's why I want. I want a Switch copy so bad, so I can open that bad boy and play it, and then I'll just keep this on the shelf, nice and sealed and pretty. So you know what I may do is I might, and they do have a PS5 version, and for some reason I'm like more, I like care more about my PS4 collection. I don't know why. Like I, my PS5 collection is like my adopted stepchild or something. I'm like, oh, I love you, but just not the same. You're just not. It's not like my original. I love child. you. Really <laughs> <laughs> like I love you. You know, I'll take you to your soccer games or whatever. But you know, I won't pick you up. <laughs> yeah. It's right. you got two of them. You're getting less in the will than the other kids. You know? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. That's really dark. <laughs> but hey guys, uh, um, AJ, yeah. I know you've started a new YouTube channel. Yes. Tell us all about it. Where people can find you. All right. Um. Well, in regards to the YouTube channel, it's uh, it's Atari Fanboy nineteen seventy seven. I'm only done one video so far, to showcasing my standard release uh, PS Vita collection so far. I'm going for a full set, and I want to document that. And I thought that'd be a very fun thing just to show, you know, progress and and whatnot there. I'm also on Instagram. Uh, it's the same thing, Atari Fanboy nineteen seventy seven. I believe it has an underscore at the beginning though. So, I've got uh, links in the description, yeah. guys. So be sure to go and give AJ a follow on his new YouTube channel and over on Instagram. And Forrest, you also have a YouTube channel as well. You muted at the moment, sorry, man. Huh. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my 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 YouTube channel is Forest Gaming Redux. I do game reviews over there. Um, 
gaming room to a recent and as well as i did a video on the playstation plus price increase um but yeah you can catch me there uh my twitter or x uh pay twitter is um forest underscore reviews so if you want to follow me there on twitter gaming pickups or anything that i can quickly talk about i'll post there and joe for you inside that that game i showed earlier there is that little PSP or sticker thing. To oh, put that's, that's awesome. Dude. Yeah. But yeah, so that's where you guys can follow me for anything JRPG related. News wise, um, I'm going to, I got everything set up. This camera that I'm using right now will be for my live streaming going forward and as far as doing news topics. So I should be starting that next weekend. MM4 guys on Sunday, we're going to have another early show for Americans. We have Joel coming on as a guest, and Joel is a collector from Mexico. So we're going to hear all about the experiences he has collecting in Mexico. He's our first guest from Mexico on the show, so it should be really good. Uh, looking forward to having Joel on the show. And Joel is actually the first ever member of the PS3 group over on Facebook. So oh, that's cool. a little bit special. That though. is really cool. So this is going to be uh, midnight Eastern Standard Time on Saturday, 9 yeah, p.m. Pacific? Yeah, 2 p.m. for Australian. So, okay. so U.S. people, it should be 9 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Central, midnight Eastern. And then the following week, we will have another European show. So we haven't forgot about uh, you Europeans. We just haven't had any guests that want to come on the show. So if there's anyone watching from Europe that is bummed mm -hmm. out that there's no EU shows, hit me up to come on the show. That's we'll, fair. We'll booked in. <laughs> We're not. Yeah, I mean, if, we, if you Europeans would like to have shows, you have to come on the show. That's. I will say this real quick, Figzy. If I'm on next time, I will have my Fire Emblem over there with the Fire Dragon light display working. So I will be. I will show that next time. All, All right. right. So. And don't forget, AJ is now four nil in the quiz, guys. So yeah, whatever. That thinks they can beat AJ. <laughs> it's all luck. It's all luck. Again, <laughs> to be a game collector will be premiering on youtube soon so keep your eyes out for a full series Ooh. on my channel unrelated to the podcast full half an hour episodes it's going to be awesome keep your eyes out for that as always thanks for watching guys we'll see you in the next one thank you guys bye everybody. how are You found the